Hey, you. Want to get doomed? I'm Tessa. And I'm Nicole. And we have a spanking new podcast for your ear holes called Doom Generation. Listen in as two foul-mouthed biddies have an always casual, often comedic... What? I think we're funny. And sometimes chaotic conversation about the things that doomed us to be who we are today. Take a trip with us down Nostalgia Lane and we'll try not to veer off the road. Available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Doom Generation Pod and on Twitter at Doom Gen Pod. Later, Doomers! Thank you for listening to Film Spark. I am your host, Sean Allred. That's right. I am not Ebony. I am Sean, clearly. Um, Ebony has been, well, she's been sick and doesn't have a voice. And she asked a few of her fellow podcast mates to, to help her out. And because she's an awesome person, um, I was more than happy to help her out. And something else I do want to say about Ebony, and hopefully she doesn't edit this part out, because she can do that, is that not many people would say, hey, I don't have a voice. I would like another podcaster to just, you know, do a whole episode without me. And that's pretty, uh, pretty rare, I think. So, Ebony, you are awesome and get better soon. I will do my best to, uh, to do my best here for you and your listeners. So, what do we have for you this episode. We are going to do one of my favorite kind of, you know, under the radar, not a lot of people saw it movies, the 2007 movie Stardust. I love this movie. I adore it. I think it's fantastic. One of the things, or one of the reasons I should say why I feel like this movie went under the radar is because it came out at a weird time, right? So this was in 2007, as I mentioned, but it was an August release, which is kind of weird. Late in the year, so it's not a summer blockbuster. It's, um, you know, it's just at the end of the year. And the other problem I think it had was a little bit of bad marketing. It was also competing. Now, it would come out a few months later, but it the commercials had already started for The Golden Compass. And that movie was, you know, going into it with some some controversy, right? If you know what that movie is or that book is and what it's about, it's kind of an anti-God book. And at the time, I think we were still pretty recently um, dealing with angels or uh, the Da Vinci Code. And, you know, the church was really kind of still up in arms about that. And so it feels like if I'm, I'm, this is based on memory, right? I'm going off memory because I remember when I first saw, you know, someone was like, hey, we should watch Stardust. I thought, oh, is that the one with the compass and the girl and the bear and stuff like that? And it's not, obviously. It's obviously not. But I didn't, I didn't know what this was until, until I watched it. And because I didn't know who Neil Gaiman was, it just it wasn't on my radar. So I think that was part of the problem is that this, this movie just, 
it, it kind of went up. In, it was it was a weird launch time, and I just don't think it was marketed very well. I just don't think people knew what it was. Again, it, it had. I mean, it's a seventy million dollar budget, but it only made worldwide a hundred and thirty seven million. And I say only. I mean, that's really not not a lot. I mean, it it made money. They didn't lose money on it, but it's not what they were wanting it to be. Now, it's not the the tentpole production that Golden Compass is, right? Because th- that movie was, you know, said seventy million dollars. Golden Compass was a uh, hundred and eighty million dollar budget, and it made three hundred and seventy million dollars. So I mean, it made a lot more money, but I mean, not a lot because it it still was kind of not really beloved by many. I mean, it has a six point one on on IMDb and Stardust has a 7.6. It's it's just liked by by more people. So anyway, it stars uh Charlie Cox, who you know most post, most recently is the Daredevil in the new MCU stuff, and Claire Danes from a bunch of things. Um uh Romeo and Juliet and I think most recently her 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 stint on that show that I'm trying to Homeland, which was filmed where I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. And it has a bunch of other actors, just a bunch of other really great actors who are in a lot of other things. You have uh, Ben Barnes, who is a young Dunstan Thorne, who we know from the Chronicles of Narnia. And I think he's also in the Punisher. Henry Cavill is in this movie as one of the brothers like Henry Cavill. How crazy is that? Uh, no, not not the brother. He's Humphrey. He's the um, the competing love interest that that uh, Tristan is is after, and Sienna Miller and a bunch of other just fantastic actors. Mark Strong is the bad guy. Peter O'Toole is the king. Um, he's only in he only has one scene. Jason Fleming is also in this. It, it's just a a really really great cast. Oh, by the way, did I also mention that Michelle Pfeiffer is in this? Yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer. It's fantastic. Directed by Matthew Vaughn. Uh, directed, he also directed, most recently, he did the X-Men Days, or X-Men First Class, and The Kingsman. I love The Kingsman movies. I think uh, the first one's great, the second one's fine. But the first one's really, really good. And he, he directed this movie, too. It is uh, it's a, a movie adaptation of the Neil Gaiman book of the same name, Stardust. And I also read... Uh, I read the book after seeing the movie. The the book wanted me, made me want to, or the movie made me want to read the book. So I did, and it's fine. I it's this is a rare, a rare situation where I think the movie outshined the book, and that's okay. That's fine. And I think the biggest one of the biggest changes from the book to the movie is, of course, the pirate scene, which I didn't even mention the fact that Robert De Niro is in this movie. I mean, Robert De Niro, how crazy is that? Of all the other people I've already mentioned, the fact that he's in this as a pirate is just fantastic. And he's not just any kind of pirate. Oh, no. He is a sky pirate. He is a cross-dressing sky pirate. Captain Shakespeare. It is his portrayal of that is just awesome. Because in the book, the pirates are only in the book for about a page and a half. 
the movie wanted to to bring them back and actually give them something to do. And they're and they're great. They're just fantastic. Because the author even admitted Neil Gaiman was like, "Oh, I wrote them into a literal corner. How do I get them out?" Oh, I don't know. Sky pirates. That sounds fun. And so he did. But in the movie, they have a much bigger role, and it's such a fun time. So if you are uh, listening to this and you've not seen Stardust, let me give you a quick synopsis. And and that is that in a country shot countryside town, I'll start over so Ebony can edit that. In a countryside town bordering on a magical land, a young man makes a promise to his beloved that he'll retrieve a fallen star by venturing into the magical realm. I mean, he literally lives in a little town that has a wall that's about a four-foot-tall wall that's guarded by this old man. And his, the, the main character's dad ventures to the other side. And on the other side is this whole magical world where there's witches and stars are people that can come to Earth and whenever a star does fall to the Earth, the witches want to eat her heart. And that's how they remain young forever. There's also a kingdom, which is Peter O'Toole's kingdom. And in the tradition of their line, the brothers must kill the others in order to assume the throne. And by the time the movie starts, I think about three of them have already, three of the seven um, brothers have already been killed. And then they kill off one of them pretty early on. And then there's a couple more that, uh, throughout the movie are eventually killed, leaving Mark Strong to be the, the the last brother. But he doesn't get to become king because, well, this is not that kind of movie. What really makes this movie fun, I mean, just fun, is it is kind of a, it's a romantic tale, right? It's about a boy who's trying to win the love of the of the girl in the village who you know he he has big dreams right this is the this is a classic trope where the kid has big dreams he wants to go and explore the world and the girl he's in love with is the prettiest girl in town and she's kind of smitten with the biggest asshole in town who's played by Henry Cavill and and our star our our main guy he wants to he wants to win her heart so he they see a shooting star and it, and they, they see that it falls down. And so he says, I'll tell you what, I'll go and get you that star. I'll bring it to you and show you how much I love you. And that's what kicks off his adventure. And it really is an adventure because it start again, it's again, it's a classic trope. It's, it, it's also kind of a coming of age story where you've got the, 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 the guy who is, wandering in a, in a distant land and he's, you know, confused and a little scared and not really sure what's going on. And he meets Claire Danes, who was the star. And as the, as is typical, you know, they, at first they don't like each other. I mean, he just views her as an object. He's just, I have to take you and give you to my girlfriend. And she's like, I'm, I'm a person. You can't just give me to somebody. And he's like, well, you're the star, and I promised her the star, so here we go. And then the witches get involved, and so Michelle Pfeiffer is the kind of the main witch, and she's out to, to, uh, to, to get her. Also, um, the, 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 the emperor sets in motion. He has a magical kind of amulet, and it flies off into the distance. And that's what actually knocks the star out of the sky. The amulet goes up into the sky, knocks the star down. 
And so she's wearing it. So the brothers are now trying to find the amulet in order to become king because that was the, the, the deal. Whoever brings back the amulet can become the emperor. And so while that's happening, so there's, there's, there's multiple plots happening uh, kind of at the same time. You know, the witches, you got the, the bad guys, the, you know, Septimus, Mark Strong, and the, you know, the brothers. And then, you know, and Tristan and, and the star. And then eventually, Yvaine uh, is her name. Eventually they get into some trouble and then the pirates come along and save them. And of course, Captain Shakespeare, like I said, played by Robert De Niro, um, realizes what she is and realizes what he is. And he actually decides to help them. But he's this, again, really just fun and flamboyant and just over the top. And it's really great. And the pirates, they love him. And it's really great because there's this moment of just pure acceptance in the movie where they, they kind of, it is in the Mark Strong bursts in on the pirates and they see that De Niro has dressed, you know, he's in a dress and he's dancing to the, to the can-can. And then the pirates all fight his guards and they win because they're pirates. They, they win that kind of fight. And Mark Strong realizes that he's outgunned and he, he jumps over the boat you know, he, and they, he escapes. And the pirates are all standing there and you know, the captain, he's, he looks, he's just upset. And one of the guys is like, hey, we've always known you were a whoopsie. You're still our, our, our captain. And it was just like, I mean, it's a funny line, but it's also really sweet because it was just, they didn't care. It was pure acceptance. And I think that's really, really cool in a movie like that, where it's just like, hey, we don't, we don't care. You know, you're the captain, which is really great. So, so while he's on with the, while Tristan and Yvain are on with the pirates, that's where he learns how to sword fight and how to, to kind of figure out the world and, and maneuver the world and things like that. And eventually the, the uh, eventually Yvain gets caught by the witches and Tristan has to go save her. So Tristan shows up just as Mark Strong shows up. And now we have to have, you know, a battle between him and the witch and things. And, and there's this really great sword fight. And, and then, you know, Tristan wins, but then, but it's also being controlled by like a, like a voodoo doll kind of a thing. And so he's fighting like a dead guy. So like the choreography is really great because Mark Strong is dead and his body is lifeless, but he's still having to do a sword fight. So it's really clever. It's really, really fun and really clever. The other part of the movie that's really fun is that the brothers are all ghosts and they just kind of pal around whenever they, like we see them whenever the brothers are, are doing stuff and they're always just there and they have this kind of running commentary and they're always kind of making fun of each other for killing each other. And you can see how they've all, how they're all dead. You know, one of them's like his face is all flattened from when he fell from the from the tower and one guy's got uh, he looks like he's frozen so i guess he you know he was frozen to death and there's I, I can't remember the other ones but they're they're really funny it's it's really great so um w- without giving you a play by play that that's basically the movie is is that and then of course he instead of going home he decides to stay in this kingdom because the other, I guess, the, well, I'm not going to tell you the twist. There, there's kind of a twist, and it's kind of fun, and I'm going to leave it so you can watch it, because I do highly recommend that you go watch this movie, Stardust. I think it's just absolutely great. And it, it's just it's just so sweet and fun, and I highly recommend it. And some of the trivia on this movie is just really great. I mean, other than the fact that it's full of, 
you know, um, comic book actors now, but also there's so many of those movies. It kind of feels like who isn't in a comic book movies nowadays. But uh, this was originally going to be a Miramax movie, which Miramax is a subsidiary of Disney. So this was going to be a Disney film, you know, sort of. And they originally had the rights, but they expired. Author Neil Gaiman felt uncomfortable granting the rights to just anyone after turning down numerous directors and young actresses who wanted who wanted it as a starring vehicle, Gaiman finally granted Matthew Vaughn the rights for free. Gaiman trusted Vaughn both as a friend and as someone who struck who stuck to his word, something Gaiman considers a rarity in Hollywood. I thought that was really nice. One of the other ones I thought was really fun is Robert De Niro accepted the role due to his regret in turning down the role of Barbosa in Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. Seeing De Niro as Barbosa, I don't know if that would have worked. I think they, they did good with Jeffrey Rush. I don't know if De Niro, I don't know. I just, I have a hard time seeing him as, as that kind of pirate, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was. I just, I don't, I don't think it would have worked as well. Um, and there's, of course, there's all kinds of other really, really great trivia for the music nerds out there like myself. Septimus, uh, all of the, again, all of the, all the brothers are named basically after numbers. There's Primus, who is the oldest, and there's Septimus and Tertius, and I don't know. They don't say, they don't name all of them. I'm, I'm interested, like, what's the second guy? Is he like Deuce, Deuceus, Deuces, Deuce, Douche? I don't know what his name is. Anyway, Septimus, his musical score, his musical theme is written in seven, eight time. I mean, that's, that's some pretty nerdy stuff right there. I like that stuff, so. Again, music music major here. Um, that's gonna that, that that kind of stuff really works for me. But yeah, I'm not sure what else to tell you about the movie other than just go watch it, just go find it. And as as of the recording of this episode, which is just a few days after Valentine's Day, it's uh it is streaming. Um, HBO has it as well as DirecTV and Cinemax if you have uh, the subs so you can you can watch it there or of course any other place you can rent it for a couple bucks but if you have HBO or DirecTV or oh the Hulu HBO Max bundle I didn't know that was a thing but you, if you have that you can watch it this is also for the states I don't know about um, for Australia I just I don't know and I'm not going to do that research Evan you can do that if she wants to but uh, yeah, Stardust, 2007 Stardust. I highly recommend it. It's so fun. I just, Charlie, once they announced Charlie Cox was going to be Daredevil, I was super excited because I thought he was great in this movie. He's really good. So that, that really just got me excited. So go watch Stardust as soon as you possibly can after listening to this or probably maybe before that. Maybe it'll be better. Go watch it before, then you'll know the uh, the little little um, twist that I kind of referenced earlier. Also, I'm going to give this movie a score. I would give this a five out of five. I really would, or maybe four and a half out of five. It's not a perfect film, but Ebony does a five rating, so I'll do a five rating. I'll say four and a half stars out of five. Maybe she doesn't do half stars, but I do half stars because I do things differently. Anyway, four and a half stars out of five. It's really good. There's my 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 score of it. 
But that's it. That's going to do it for us. So again, Ebony, thank you for letting me sit in your chair and, and talk for a little bit. I am Sean Allred. I'm the host of Cheap Seat Reviews podcast. Uh, we are the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. And so I say thank you to your listeners, Ebony. Thank you to you for letting me be your voice for an episode. And I hope you all have a great day and a good night. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. We are Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. Join us each week as we dive into the depths of streaming movies for the greater good. You can find us on Twitter at Cheap Seat Cast, Facebook.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews, and our website is CheapSeatReviews.Libsyn.com. All for the greater good. How can this be for the greater good? Shut it! You were just listening to the Film Spark podcast for all your film needs and more. Like what you heard? Give us a shot. Follow us on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods and more, or follow the socials at film underscore spark underscore pod. You know what? Just follow us on everything. Check out the link tree, linktr.ee forward slash film spark pod. Find us, follow us, give us a shout. We always want to hear from you. You still here? It's over. Go home. Go.